Hey mate, how are you going? I hope you're doing really well. If you're neck deep in your to-do list, chasing up RSVPs or on the receiving end of your wedding party's negative opinions on, well, pretty much everything, you're safe now. It's okay. My best advice, throw it all in the fuck it bucket for now and clear your mind. Let's switch gears and give you a win. Because I find with weddings and hell, life in general, my real frustration comes out the most when I can't change the outcome of something that's gone off track. I don't have control of it or any influence in the outcome. I'm just a passenger, white-knuckling it. It's the pits. Especially if you can clearly see how the situation could be better or fixed or improved, right? Raise your hand, my type A friends. And I know sometimes engaged couples feel like they don't have a lot of input into their wedding ceremony and how well it goes, that either the celebrant or officiant gets it right or very, very wrong. But when you have the knowledge about these three aspects, you have the ability to affect the outcome and feel more confident too. And this is precisely why my chat today with Roxy Hotton, gregarious, dynamic and laid-back celebrant based in Brisbane, is so important for you to hear. Roxy is going to teach you three often forgotten aspects of your ceremony that, when you give them a little thought and a little pre-planning, can really make the difference to both you and your family and friends. It's the difference between a ceremony that feels amazing and one that your guests are just waiting for it to end. We chat about Roxy's most memorable ceremony in Egypt. Absolutely incredible. And she shares the wedding guest care, recessional options, that's the part where you're walking out as a married couple, and also the perfect length of a ceremony for you. Let's get into it. Unbridly is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hi, Roxy, and thanks for joining me on the Unbridly podcast. Oh, Camille, thank you so much for having me. Any excuse to talk about weddings and being a celebrant makes me very, very happy. Hey, Roxy, are you the same as me? Do you bore your husband? Oh, for sure. I'll bore anyone who will listen. The dog. No, it's one of those jobs where people do go, gosh, that must be so interesting. Tell me more about it. Well, here's your opportunity, girl. Tell us a bit about where you're from and what you do. I live in beautiful Brisbane, Queensland, and I started my celebrancy career over 11 years ago in London where I was working full-time and doing celebrancy as a bit of a side hustle. I then moved to Australia seven years ago, and I went full-time as a celebrant in 2017. So now this is my full-time job. 11 years, over 550 ceremonies. Why don't you tell us, like, one of your best stories? So I think probably my most memorable wedding that I've ever done was a wedding I did in Cairo. The bride was Egyptian, but she lived in Britain for many years, and her husband was a huge fan of Egypt and Egyptology. So they decided they wanted to bring all their British friends over to Egypt and see where she had 
grown up and, and been brought up. So they arranged a tour around the pyramids the day before the wedding, but it wasn't just any normal kind of tour. It was with a, a guide who was the professor of Egyptology from the University of Cairo, which was pretty special. There's a hotel that's just near there called Hotel Mina, and they have a beautiful lawn area, and you can see the pyramids as a backdrop, which is just majestic. As I'm delivering the ceremony, I'm probably a good five, ten minutes into it, and then the call to prayer comes out over the PO system, and because it's the pyramids and there's many Muslim people that are walking around there, the speaker system was huge. It was so loud, and there's no way that I could try to deliver a ceremony while that's going on. And I was kind of thinking, do I continue battling on or do I stop? And you just had to wait. I ended up stopping. I mean, I couldn't compete with that. And fortunately, all the guests took it brilliantly because they were laughing. I guess it's one of the things that I love about my couples is that when things kind of go unplanned, they always seem to take it in their stride. Yeah, there's certain things that you can't predict that are going to happen during a wedding ceremony. We did predict a call to prayer that was going to be super, super loud that would take over the ceremony. But it was a moment, it was kind of dramatic and culturally appropriate. And I don't know, it just kind of enriched the whole fact that we were in Egypt. So, yeah, I always think whenever things go on paper technically wrong, it quite often actually adds something really special to the ceremony. But, I mean, it was culturally beautiful. It wasn't just a guy riding past on a Harley yelling, which which I've had. Have you had that? <laughs> Not a guy on a Harley, but what we do have in Brisbane is places where you can get married on the Brisbane River. You've got the city, the backdrop and the blue skies and all that kind of stuff because I think Brisbane is a very pretty city. But you do also get the party boats that go past on the weekend and so sometimes by the time they come past where the ceremony's taking place, the drinking has been happening for a while. And they're usually in the party spirit. And again, because I married the best couples, sometimes you'll get people shouting out things like, don't do it, and all that kind of stuff. And majority of the time, my couples and the guests just start laughing. What can you do? What can you do, Camille? It's just one of those situations that you can't control. I feel like that's a really big secret to great wedding ceremonies as well. When something goes wrong, you just got to smile and go through it, right? Completely. Even if you do a rehearsal for your wedding, which a lot of my couples don't that want to, they feel like the fact that it's going to be a little bit more spontaneous and too over-rehearsed. That's what they, they prefer. You know, I'm flexible and there are times when there's things that I have to adjust I'm going to say or how I'm going to say it because I'm sort of feeding off the reaction of the guests. And I think it's really important for couples to understand as well that things are going to go a little bit, I don't say wrong because that sounds too too much, but things aren't necessarily going to go 100% to plan and that's okay. (laughs) Agreed, agreed. And so in your experience, Roxy, what do couples often miss, not realise or forget when it comes to their ceremony, but that you feel is super important? Whenever I meet with a couple and do my initial meeting with them, I always talk about this. And that is thinking of what the experience is going to be like, you guess, as soon as they arrive. 
what I really mean about that is that a lot of couples think about their wedding from the moment that they arrive. But I've kind of worked out this formula, and that is that the further a guest has had to travel to get to a wedding, plus the older that guest equals the earlier they'll arrive on site. So basically, your great aunt who's had to travel from interstate or overseas and doesn't know where the wedding venue is, undoubtedly be at the wedding 45 minutes or an hour beforehand just so she can be sure that she's there, which I completely understand. And I see that because I'm always on site an hour before the ceremony and I see these people arrive and I see some of the issues that they might have when they arrive and how by the time the ceremony starts, just kind of already feeling a little bit over it. Tell me about those issues, Roxy. Yeah, so there's a few few things. If you're having a ceremony in somewhere that's like a, a paddock or a field or in a park or somewhere like that and it's kind of exposed to a lot of sunlight and there's no water available for the guests. I mean, I've seen guests that are pretty much close to fainting by the time the ceremony started because they've been waiting 30 minutes an hour or whatever and then they're sitting through the ceremony itself as well. And obviously up here in Queensland, it can get very humid as well as very hot. And so I think sometimes couples forget about the importance of making your guests feel very, very comfortable right from the minute they get there. Even if it's you informing them when you send out your details, you know, say, bring a bottle of water with you, bring a hat with you, bring a fan with you, or give people some kind of kit. So they've got some of those things in that kit to help them. If you had a sweary, chocolate-addicted, wine-sipping fairy godmother who could help you with your wedding planning, what would you wish for? Perhaps no more waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, wondering what you've forgotten, or fretting about your RSVPs. Maybe no more spreadsheets or post-it notes or endless to-do lists. Well, I can help you with all of that. Websites is an Australian wedding website builder guest management software, and wedding project planner all in one. Why is this such a game changer for you? Well, imagine everything to do with your wedding being in one place, updated in real time in the cloud, shareable to anyone else that's helping you, password protected for your guests, with notifications to tell you what needs to be done next and by when. It's amazing, right? I love how easy websites is to set up and use and how there are no ads on the platform yelling at you to spend more money on your wedding. To get started on your very own free wedding website, just head to websites.com, that's W-E-D-S-I-T-E-S dot com and enter the code UNBRIDELYPOD, that's UNBRIDELYPOD, to get 10% off their paid planning tools. The link is in the show notes. The other thing that I've found with early arrivers is that there can be a little bit of awkwardness. Sometimes the early arrivers might not know the other early arrivers or they might be coming by themselves and so they don't have anyone to talk to. I don't know if you find this, but people don't often know how they're meant to behave when they arrive at a wedding as well. It might be the first time they've been to a wedding that's a non-church wedding and so they're kind of come in on their hyper best behaviour. So giving them something to do when they arrive is a really nice thing as well. It can break some of that awkwardness. So like, for example, I had one couple who they were both very creative people and their 
winning scene was pineapples, palm trees, pink flamingos, very palm springy. And they bought a, a large pink canvas from Kmart and they drew on it an outline of a pineapple. And then they covered that outline with masking tape and then they got these little non-toxic spray bottles of paint that you get from Kmart as well. And there was a sign saying, let's choose the colour that you love or makes you think fast, then spray randomly on a canvas. So guests did that as they arrived and they were so into it. Everyone was talking about it, you know, laughing and asking each other, why did you choose that colour? After the ceremony, the canvas was taken over to the reception area and during the reception, the couple peeled off the masking tape to reveal that outline of the pineapple. So it was a bit of a communal artwork and they got everyone to sign it. And it was very then, we were, were both creative people themselves, but it also just really set the tone that we want this ceremony to, to be very much about you, you being part of it, almost as if we're all in this together celebrating our relationship. And it was just perfect for them. And the other thing I wanted to add is actually have some music playing when people arrive as well. It sounds so obvious, but so many people forget and you know, guests are arriving and they're not sure what to expect, like I was saying before. The music can set the tone of what kind of vibe you're going for. It just helps people understand a little bit, you know, oh, okay, so they're playing super chilled out music. That's the kind of vibe this wedding's going to be. Or, I don't know, they're playing heavy metal music. They obviously want us to, you know, rock on. Yeah. Well, it's a social cue. Absolutely. And I don't know if you've ever walked into a party or something, Camille, and you're one of those early arrivals. And it's like, I just feel incredibly awkward at the moment. So anything to you to just for that little bit, welcome. I think they go down a treat. They don't have to cost you a lot of money. They don't have to be a big deal. But just really setting the tone, letting your guests know what they need to do that make them feel comfortable and make them feel included. Okay, so we're trying to make everyone feel super comfortable, in particular the guests when they arrive, by taking care of their physical needs, giving them something to do, keeping them out of your hair. One of the other things that I think is really important is what everyone needs to do after the couple have walked down the aisle. They are indeed going to walk down the aisle. So I always say to my couples, really think about that bit as well because that can feel a little bit awkward. Always have a conversation with your celebrant and then the celebrant can guide those guests. You know, do you want your guests to follow you immediately? Do you as a couple want to go off and have a drink, just the two of you, and then come back into that space by which stage your guests will be in clusters? Do you want a receiving line? Do you actually not want to walk down the aisle? Do you want your celebrant to invite your guests to come up and congratulate you? I did that recently, actually, where there was a couple who didn't want to walk down the aisle, but what they did first was I announced that they were going to do their first dance, and then I wanted everyone to join them. And so that they did. They went into their first start. All the guests came and joined them and then all congratulated them. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that's the bottom line, Roxy, isn't it? You're making your guests feel comfortable. You're making sure that they have a place. They know where they're meant to go, when they're meant to rock up. They've got music so they don't feel awkward as fuck. There's no just feeling like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you wish the ground would swallow you up. My next tip is don't think of a ceremony by length of time. So quite often when I meet a couple, one of the first things I'll ask them is if there are any do's, don'ts, that kind of thing with their ceremony. And 
One of the things they often say is it mustn't be too long. It mustn't be more than, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Think of your ceremony as in, does it have all the elements that really resonates with me? And does it feel like the perfect ceremony for me? And that might be five minutes. That's absolutely beautiful. A great 30-minute ceremony will feel like a 15-minute ceremony anyway, because people will be enjoying it, engaged. If I use the analogy of when I was at school, my English lessons always seemed to take half the time that my maths lessons did because I was actually engaged and enjoying it. So good, Roxy. Where can people find you? They can head over to Instagram or Facebook and my handle, I think that's what the young people say, is at Roxy Celebrant, spelled R-O-X-Y, Celebrant. Thank you so much for your time, Roxy. Thanks, Camille. You're amazing. It was a pleasure. Bye. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Umbradley Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.